I think that is one of the brilliant aspects of Jesus' ministry and why all these years later his teachings and his life still can seem as fresh and relevant today as they were back then. So I'm not going to tell you what any of this really means today, but I'm going to make a few observations and then end with my own response of what it might mean to be lost and found. Can we just begin agreeing that both of these scenarios seem less than likely? In fact, every time I have heard this passage of Scripture, I think it's not wrong to answer the question, who among us does either of these things with no one? I mean, really, did you hear the two questions? Number one, which of you would lead 99 sheep in the wilderness, that is, 99 still in danger, and go and seek that one lost one? No one! Not even a bad shepherd does that. Or, sorry, I had a lot of coffee today. Which of you would sweep all night, sweep all night for a coin, for a coin worth about a day's labor? And when you found it, then you would invite your friends to a party celebrating that paltry discovery and probably spend 10 times as much as you did on the work of the coin. No one! No one does that. Right? Not even the very best among us, which I wouldn't even be anywhere near that list, would do anything so extravagant. The first scenario could put the other sheep in great danger. And the second is, well, just plain bright ridiculous. Ha. Huh. But then I stop. Then I stop and I notice something else. Yesterday, a small group of us gathered to do some more work on our 2030 vision. And we talked about a lot of things. And one of the things that we talked about was the importance of defining, taking time to really name and claim some core values for who and what we want to live into and how we want to serve together over the next 10 years. We talked about how important it will be to name our values, values that we can use to inform our decisions, to shape our prayers and guide our steps. And in light of that discussion, I wonder if there is a different way to hear these parables today. Rather than dispute how crazy God might be to do either of the things we've just talked about, what if? What if, in fact, these are glimmering moments of ridiculous extravagance offered up to jar us out of the times that we, too, are feeling lost? Quick note. Most of you know I personally struggle with almost all anthropomorphic language attributed to God. I understand why we do it. We need to wrap our heads and hearts around a God that we can access. But it's a spiritual stumbling block for me. It happens whenever we use language assigning human characteristics or qualities to God. And yet this morning, this morning, I can put that down in order to entertain the power of this parable. So just for today, perhaps, what if God's love is simply that extravagant, crazy, accessible, 
transformative kind of love, like what motivates a shepherd to go anywhere to find you, no matter where you have wandered off, or maybe even went to be hidden, or like a woman who stays up all night sleeping and hoping to find a coin. That really isn't all that significant in the grand scheme of things, except to her. And then when she finds it, blows the bank to celebrate that find. What I do love about these parables is the way they challenge most of our traditional images of God. If we imagine God as a ruler, then these losses are negligible. But how often do we hear about a source of love that is relentless and stubborn and insistent and tireless and will never stop trying to search us out? After all, I think there are times when some of us have preferred to stay hidden, even wish to be lost or left alone, thank you very much, if not forever, at least for a time. Sometimes being hidden is a form of self-protection. Bullying in our schools and in our culture is large and real. Depression and suicide are often the responses of a life being hidden or lost. We are mired in the ravages of an opioid crisis, sex trafficking, gun violence, and an untenable culture of division. Why wouldn't we want to run away and hide at times? Sometimes being found is both frightening and enlightening. Exposure makes us wonder if we are worthy of finding, let alone celebrating. But that's the extravagance of God's posture, it seems. We live in the reality of a two-sided coin. Being lost and found is our spiritual birthright and promise. Call it coincidence, or just God's way of staying anonymous, I am partway through reading a wonderful new book called One Coin Found, How God's Love Stretches to the Margins by Emmy Kegler. She is an ELCA pastor whose life and ministry have been shaped by this one single parable. She's queer and recently married and shares how the woman in today's parable, searching diligently for a lost coin, mirrors her own sense of being lost and found. Kegler is able to do her own celebrating when, after feeling lost in a male-dominated, homophobic Christian context, she is finally ordained. Through her life, she knows what it feels to be both lost and found. And because of that life experience, she has based her entire ministry on searching for and accompanying the lost. Maybe that is a pattern to live into for us here at Trinity today and for the next 10 years. To live into the tension between being found and doing the finding. Of knowing what it means to be lost and then going out and finding the lost. Recognizing not only the times in our lives when we are lost or hidden, but also cultivating a culture of persistent searching 
and reaching out to others at all costs. Others who need us to take on the posture of sharing a tenacious and extravagant generosity, celebrating each and every time one of us is found. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear? Well, let that lonely feeling wash away. Maybe there's a reason to believe you'll be okay. Cause when you don't feel strong enough to stand, you can reach, reach out your hand. And oh, someone will come running, and I know. When you need a friend to carry you, when you're broken up. 
Ah, me 